time for our 360 round. And for that, we want to talk all about this CPI print, the hot inflation that we are going through here, 40-year highs, basically. And what's next? Our panel is ready. Jeffrey Cleveland, principal, chief economist, Payton and Regal, and Eric Lund, pr principal economist at the conference board. Thank you both for being here. Jeffrey, um, what do you say? You want to look past the print? Um, what do we need to focus on? Well, I think you have to focus on core CPI, and I think you have to look at that month-to-month -month reading, which was 0.6, which, Nicole, I don't have to tell you, is extremely hot. It uh, tells me that um, despite what the Fed has done so far, maybe it hasn't been enough. We still have very strong underlying inflation on a year-on-year year -year basis, that core CPI reading uh, accelerated in August up to 6.3. And you know me, I like to look at these alternative measures of core inflation. So for example, the Cleveland uh, Federal Reserve Bank's median CPI gauge, that was 0.7% month to month in August, and it's up 6.7% in the last year. So we have a lot of underlying inflation. It has showed no signs of slowing down through through August. And I think sticky inflation is going to be with us for the foreseeable future. And that's a big problem for the Fed. So you don't expect any changes anytime soon. Um, Eric, what do you think? I agree. I mean, the, the, the core inflation reading uh, month over month was problematic. Uh, we saw some progress in the July reading on that front. Um, but we saw a pretty sharp uptick for August. Um, you know, broadly, I, I think that a lot of people were, were expecting the number to come down a bit on the progress seen in gasoline prices. But whatever reprieve U.S. consumers that have at the pump, uh, it's been more than offset in August, at least, with rising prices in other parts of the economy. Like what, Eric? What's well, I mean, we, saw, we see shelter, uh, uh, shelter prices uh, were a big factor uh, for August. Food uh, prices continue to rise. I believe they were up about 0.8% for the month. Uh, and medical uh, services uh, arose pretty rapidly in August as well. But I mean, broadly speaking, you know, there's a, it, it's, a, it's a more broad increase in, in general prices that's not just attributed to um, energy anymore. Uh, the, the, the price increases and the inflation is becoming a little bit more uh, entrenched in the economy more broadly. And that is problematic um, because, uh, you, you know, it's, it's, it's going to take a lot more for the Fed to be able to conquer something like that. Right. You know, and still, as we're looking here year to date, I mean, year over year, 11 and a half percent still higher uh, for food. And um, you mentioned shelter, as we've seen soaring, soaring prices. Um, rent here in the city is at the highest levels, I think, that, that I've ever seen it, um, that I can remember. So now what, Jeffrey, as we take a look at this, is you're so, so worried about what you're seeing with this print with the core. The Fed needs to be tough. Are, are you thinking 75 and then 75, 75? I mean, what are you saying? Well, I think they go 75. I think if I'm sitting around the table at the FOMC, I might advocate for 100 at this uh, September meeting. Why not move into more restrictive territory more quickly? Um, I think arguably, Nicole, later this fall, even given the inflation we're seeing, you could see the Fed slow the pace of hikes. So maybe they slow to 50 in November and 50 in December. And that's just because as they move higher, above what we would estimate as neutral, then they don't need to move as aggressively. Um, but that being said, I think they go above four. 
Nicole, and they stay there all of next year. And what does that mean for markets? Well, a two-year Treasury yield, I'm just looking at my screen right now, 375. If if two, if the Fed funds rate is going to be four, 425, maybe 450, and then stay there, then two-year yields, I think, have to go higher here. So we still have more, more pain to come in the, in the bond market. That's the, the main takeaway for me. Right. Understood. So with an aggressive Fed, you also have midterm elections coming up. I mean, there'll be a lot to, uh, you know, as the Fed team, as the committee, they're going to have a lot to contend with going forward. As you said, do you think 100 is likely or possible, Eric? Quickly? I don't think 100 is 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 probable. Um, nothing is impossible. Um, we, I mean, we made the call on 75 in September, uh, you know, a month or two ago. So, you know, this just sort of, I think, you know, uh, it gives us a little bit even more confidence in, in our in our, our 75 uh, projection. Um, but I think it's important also to, to realize that this is just one data point and we're going to get more inflation prints, you know, over the course of 2022. We also need to look at some of the spending numbers and see how the economy is faring. We need to look at the labor market numbers as they come out. The Fed has made it pretty clear that they have they're, they're going to be data dependent. Uh, and so I think mm -hmm. the investment community needs to be data dependent as well. 75 probably next week, but beyond that, we're gonna have to look and, and see what the other numbers tell us as we move towards uh, uh, October, November, and December. Okay. Thank you both, Jeffrey Cleveland, Peyton and Regal, and Eric Lund of the conference board. Thank you.